I wonder if Dwayne Dunn would love to be riding Elation in the Mimsy today. Dwayne, great to see you, and I must say, you are looking outstanding today. And the good news is, all our listeners will get to see you on the screens of Racing.com today. Yes, yeah, so unfortunately for the uh, people watching Racing.com, they'll have to look at my ugly melon all day. But, uh, yeah, no, it's great to be here. I feel as uh, sharp as a gold-toothed rat in the, <laughs> in the back blocks of uh, Manhattan, you know. So, uh, no, it's great to be back on track. I've really missed it. And, uh, you know, I've had my struggles, but it's, uh, it's good to be here. How are you doing? Um, yeah, as I said, I, I was in the wilderness mentally, um, struggling, struggling. Uh, physically not right i felt okay but i was doing things that i shouldn't do um like memory wise and and forgetting things and and then still the pain from the the fracture in my neck as well so i lost probably 30 percent strength in my left arm uh, my eyesight and my left eye is not as good as it should be I, I struggle with depth perception and things like that so i'm doing rehab at hawthorne and um they're, they're finding a few issues that they're, they're working on so we're, we're heading in the right direction um but it's, it's probably more about quality of life at the moment than getting back in the saddle and you were saying off here that you know rehabs it's there's many different versions of rehab and the form of rehab you're doing it's like memory recall and stimulating your brain and it's actually very exhausting you were saying off air it's very, very challenging yes yeah, certainly is i had to do a, a neurological assessment uh, only a week or so ago and it, it's like a four and a half hour test and they it test you with numbers and read your stories you've got to remember it um, do blocks and make shapes and all these sorts of things and it really tests my mind and about the three hour mark i, I got um, really ill and uh, just felt like vomiting and i couldn't I pushed on to the four and a half hour mark and I said that's mm. uh, that's enough. So yeah, I, I, if I'm in my own little comfort zone or I know what I can do during the day, I just set myself those targets and, and I, 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 it's like having a bag of carrots. If I eat them all within the first 10 minutes, I've got to go and lay down and recharge. But I'm hoping this can stimulate my brain and get me back to where I need to do. I do a lot of Sudoku and a few things like that to try and get the memory up and about. Well, we're not going to make life difficult for you today. We're just <laughs> going to ask you to find the winner of the Memsey Stakes. Um, horse-like elation. I've got to say, I'm, uh, they, they, they probably had an option to take a slightly softer way into the spring, but they have accepted this challenge and then the barrier came in and so on. You would have ridden horses of a similar profile, set similar tasks before. I don't know whether All Too Hard was thrown in a scenario like this at some point either, but do you? what's your feeling on whether it's a bridge too far for a horse like him or whether he'll just grab it by the scruff of the neck a horse like Elation? Uh, I think he's a very good horse and uh, I know the family exceptionally well because he's a full brother to Inference. Yeah. Um, so you think Poniano and uh, you know I think what he did he just did enough in Adelaide that last time he got out of jail as good horses do and uh, I, I think he's a star in this race, but there's so many different variables that you can, you know, he's got to step up to this uh, wait for age under this pressure, tricky barrier. How do you see the map in the Mimsy? He's, he's got to be sticky. He's going to have to be half, three quarters of the way back and, and hopefully on the three wide line, just getting a nice toe in the race. And I, I didn't get to listen to the track um, update, but it looks like it should be giving up by that stage of the day and they should be running on down the middle. So, could, If he gets a, a back, could he end up in the right part of the track? Yeah, I think so. I think he can get towed in and he can get some um, some very cheap first half of this race, uh, which brings him into the race. And, and then you go to Fane. Well, she's going to go forward, make her own luck and put her in the right spot. And Cascadian, his trial was just outstanding. Just like... 
against those class of horses, he's just been a war horse for for Godolphin team. And but just with him, he he has to have reinvented himself to be because you know for about three seasons he was in the handicaps and you're looking at the day he got the right weight and the white barrier that was his, he was limited to that but whether he's turned into a weight for age horse or or not I, I guess we today's the test isn't it because the old cascadian you wouldn't really be backing in a weight for age race no and i think everyone would have dropped off if we, if we didn't see him trial the way he trialed everyone would be just giving him a you know fourth fifth mm. sixth sort of mm. slot um the other one in this race is alligator blood like without knowing what the stable's been doing but all the turmoil that's been going on have they put him in put him on ice and just ticked him along and then all of a sudden we're snapped we're back at the races and we have to tune him down like that they've done a fantastic job with him to turn him back like his form was terrible there yeah. for a while but they, they bounced him back to win up in in, in uh, brisbane like well, that was well, not great. many horses can come back from the injury he had with that kissing spine surgery and and that's exactly what adrian bott said the earlier earlier in the week when i spoke to him that they weren't able to take him to the trials or the jump outs while all of that drama was going on, so he might just be a little bit behind, but he, he's drawn to get the soft run. Yeah, he's, he's got the favours in the barrier, and, and as we've seen, when he was when he was primed, he, he would lead or sit outside the lead, and he, he probably went a little bit too fierce, so um, to see him get back up in Brisbane and finish like that, I think uh, Damien will be using the barrier, he won't be leading, but he'll be um, he'll need some luck to get get out um, you can find that round here when you, you sort of the rails in the true position that, that probably don't open up as much but um, these are good horses are going to be going and then the other horse in the race is uh, Western Empire mm. I think you've got to respect this horse's form and, and Danny O'Brien Damien Lane to jump aboard um, has definitely got a good chance and Snap Dancer there's nothing wrong with this horse either so this is a really intriguing race you've got the crossover from the winter form and the really good horses, which lack fitness, but that are stars and got talent. What about uh, if Alligator Blood wins? I'll go. Hey, I reckon he's got no hope today. But um, Dewis, you talk about horses who've had little holding patterns and so on, with the irregular heartbeat and the, and then the switch from the Winx Stakes to this, and then her trial was a, a lot more reserved than uh, you know the uh, uh, the other ones in that in that really hot trial in Sydney. Uh, I mean, if she's you know, we've seen scenarios where a superstar staying there like her can come out with the right pattern and just explode over the top today. Is there any yeah, I, I, scenario here? I, I'd be against. I'd, I'd like to see this horse. I think it's going to need one. Yeah. Um, you you want to get your confidence back that you can see the same as you've seen before. I would make note with I'm Thunderstruck, and, and people were, were potting his trial. Um, I think uh, I would have liked to have seen him trial without the blinkers on, something different. But he waited for that other horse. That other horse had the better run on him. And, and every time you watch I'm Thunderstruck, he usually only gets there late. He doesn't really, unless they're dead in, on their feet, he will zoom past. But he, he's a fighter, and yeah. I, I think he might have been a bit too... Um, he's a swoop, but not a not a defender offer. Yeah, he's not a leader, and you come and challenge him. Yeah, yeah. If you give him t- a chance to get back in the race, mm. he will. But um, yeah, don't dismiss him. He's uh, he's going well. I think he probably wasn't quite as fit as they would like to have got him last preparation. So, you know, he he's he's got nowhere to hide now. He's always in the big league, so he has to step up. But I think OTI have got a little bit of uh, confidence with this horse to have a good spring. You mentioned uh, the weight phrase for Cascadian. Matthew, but um, his last two wins have been at weight for age. Yeah, but what were, I mean... The, All age, he beat Tafana. I think that, and that at 1,400 was a heavy track, but... He's an underrated horse, I think, has oh, I don't think he's... He's eight years old. He's too. either transitioning or he, he got a, he got some cheap weight for age wins. We're going back to Fields of Omar and that coming winning weight for age Cox Plates. 
you know, we, we would like to see the young guns on the way up. Yeah, well, elation, I suppose, is that horse. He's had three starts today, Dwayne. Barrier one, barrier one, barrier two. So he's got as close to, you know, the, the barrier draws that you'd love to have going through the classes. This is a whole new kettle of fish today. I mean, we could, we could unearth something super. Yeah. But he could run a super race and end up running fifth, then you still know that he's a potential Group 1 horse. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably have a, a little bit of a different idea and perspective on those inside barriers for this horse. I don't think they suit him. I, I think he's been able to get his way out of trouble. I think he would have liked to have drawn middle to out of the side of the field and blend a bit better. He's had to sort of bullock his way through the insider. Knowing the family, I think they like room. They like room to move. Out of uh, a mare who's the daughter of Redoute's Choice, and of course, forefront of mind when you think of a horse that won a Group One so early on in his career, it would be Redoute's Choice. But if he gets, if he runs fifth today, Elation, and has every chance, and then we look back and say, I mean, I'm not judging him one way or the other. I just need to have a look today. We're looking at um, knocking off Hop on Harry, defining an Egyptian rain, not by absolute space jobs either. But I mean, I, I no. know he's been impressive, but I think it's it's almost a leap of faith today to, to, to have him so close in the market. I, I think they can take a... Not, not so much take a step back, but there's Group 1 races at handicaps mm. that that suit him better than the, the race today. So today's probably a really good kick-off point. Round a track, they want to see him get round here, and they, they can still take options where he carries no weight in these couple of Group 1 races coming up in the next month or so, and he'll be performing then. Yeah. So if you're sitting in the jockey's room and, and they come in to throw the silks at you for a ride in the Mamsie, what silks do you want? Well, I want a, I want a Lation, whether he wins, loses or draws today. He's the horse out of this race that could potentially go on to do something. These horses are very well exposed. You know what they are. You know where they're headed. And although they're, they're good horses, he's the one who's got the X factor that could go on and, and uh, end up somewhere. And the other horse in the race I forgot to mention was Dragon Leaper. You think you've got to respect this horse. He's... Um, he only ran, what, 16 days ago in, in New Zealand. But, Good run. Uh, um, yeah, the way he sort of sliced through the field and hit the wire, I'm sure Lance O'Sullivan wouldn't be bringing him here just to make up the numbers. How, how did you go? What's your record? You're known as the king of Caulfield, but what's your Memsey record back in the uh, day? Uh, no, no, I haven't won a, a Memsey. That, uh, that's, that's a race I haven't. There's been a, quite a few races today that I've been fortunate enough to salute in, but that was one of them that slept away. It's, it's a... Um, I was thinking about it driving in. It's uh, one year when I was contracted to leave Friedman. Um, we got all the horses up and about, and everyone was strutting around and going, "We got the biggest spring ever!" And we came out and we we hit Caulfield solid. We went extremely well. But by the time we got to the second half of the spring, all them horses were dead in the water. They needed a spell, and we didn't have time to, to give them a break and get them back. So you've got to be a little bit mindful. It's very difficult for these trainers to peak these horses today and keep them and hold them for the next 14 weeks. It's, it is fascinating, isn't it? Because it's a, it's a long road from here to Cup Week. It's, it's a long road, and uh, we're coming onto late winter wet tracks, and you know you want them to, the horses to be competitive, but how much fuel do you leave in the tank? It's a... These horses are all, uh, the trainers are all working a bit of a juggle at the moment, aren't they? With, like, even a horse like Western Empire, uh, you know, coming off Perth, and then how do, you, how do you set him and then sort of maybe ease a bit and then go again? Say, say he's a key miler and he, you want to win the big mile race over, over Cup Week. This, that's only 200 metres further than today, so how do you keep that holding pattern of fitness when you're not really advancing that much further in distance 
for a goal that's six, seven weeks away. You know? That's right. So your grand final's a long way away. I think there was a horse of uh, Mick Price's that ran at Bendigo the other day. Is it Muse or Buse or something? They run about fifth. Muse, yeah. Really nice horse. Uh, they, I think he's by I'm Invincible. But that was one of those cases where you run on a heavy track. Mm. He, he he had no luck. He didn't get. You didn't see the best of him, but. Now what do you do with a horse like that? You know, you, mm. do you sit and wait with with these younger horses and try and find a better surface? There's, you know, you're going to run into tough maidens wherever you go or, or 64s, and that's probably where that, you know, how hard is it for a horse to win a maiden and then win a 64? Very rarely happens, and then you've got a horse like After Cavern mm. that's coming out of just something enormous run at Sandown. It just looked outstanding, but. There's nowhere, to, now. there's nowhere to hide in this race. How do you rate after Cabin? Let's talk about the McNeil because, you know, he was jaw-dropping. The turn of foot he had, but he drops back to the 1,200. I'll play just a bit of what James Cummings had to say about after Cabin earlier in the week. He's not concerned about the drop back in distance. This is what Cummings had to say. Well, it's, there's a big advantage in, in giving him another opportunity to see Caulfield even before the Caulfield Guineas prelude. So um, that's why I like the look of this race. Uh, he matched to get uh, an energy-saving run, and he's just ticking along beautifully since Sandown. Um, I'm very pleased with him. I saw him last week. He looks great. And the drop back to six furlongs, I think, should be OK for the horse because he's got plenty of natural pace, mm. and, uh, and he'll, be, he'll be able to absorb that pressure. He's the Guinea's favourite. If he wins today, uh, he's currently... In the Caulfield Guineas at six bucks, he'd be like a three dollar favourite if he wins impressively today. Yeah, absolutely. I, this is uh, a really nice horse. I think twelve hundred, you know, back inside in the ruck. There's a few things that have to go right, I think. Here, um, in saying that, if you get that same turn of foot we seen last time, you, you've got plenty of options to try and get out of trouble here. So, um, Jack and O's related to a relation as well so um the, the whole family's here today so he, he's a very good horse but he does so much wrong he, he's a real question mark and squad for the team hawks he's uh you know he's got a tough ask he's got a good barrier but he has to t- take a big step forward as well hey just on james cummings we went to the spring carnival launch yesterday Felga. it was an amazing amazing room at the george and james cummings was so good like richo was fantastic hosting and got the right stuff out but James Cummings has banter with Damien Oliver about Animo was was hilarious and James uh, he's he's very very good at um, expressing himself so it was uh, he was fantastic yesterday hey just on other horses of interest today is it possible that passive aggressive is the best horse that will be racing at Caulfield today yeah absolutely this is a star um, very very good horse as we're discussing earlier it's hard to peak today and then still be there later on in the spring but I think. Um, what I see with Fastnet Rocks is I think that they are pressured too much early. They don't really come good till like three, four, especially the mare's side of the breed. They can and be big lumpy things yeah, that take that, a while. They're a bit heavy, they're a bit mm. doughy, um, but they just blossom. The ones that I've had a fair bit to deal with, it just you think, oh, it's plain, it's 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 trialling okay. Try, and then all of a sudden they go whop to the next step. But this horse... He's just kept climbing through the grades. They placed really well by the Begg family. And once again, you've got to trust that trial. I know we keep harping on these trials, and it's not races, but against good horses, it's just give them, give them a toweling with not much pressure. There's no way in the world you could 
um, ever compare the two. But her cruising speed and the way she looks so comfortable in her races, it almost reminds me of what Black Caviar looked like when they look effortless um, going at the speed. Do you expect her to blow them away today and then she could be something that we'd look forward to? It's not often that Graham Beck, when we were out at Cranbourne that morning, and he may have regretted it in the, the, the aftermath, tried. but he said this could be the best horse I have ever trained. Yeah, I, I think he needs to get excited. It's done everything right. It's, it's, he's got the right race here, I think. Um, you know, graceful girls um, demands respect. Tricky gate, big weight, and... Um, you know, Hellfast should have won last start. Right run in transit should get a good run from the barrier. So, um, but I think passive aggressive is in a whole different league to these sort of horses, and I think uh, she just goes on a winning way. And a racing style up on speed, it's a bit different to saying all silent and those horses that uh, Graham would have had that got right out the back. And that's another thing; she seems to jump and put herself so comfortably up on the pace. Yes, as as we. Michael alluded to very high cruising speed she she's got that beautiful race pattern she's out of trouble if they're going too fast can just come back a length or two park up or if they you know want to allow her to dictate the race and run her own terms um, she's got that ability too and uh, yeah she's got a big future ahead of her and I think she goes on her winning way again today I don't think there'll be any more nervous trainer driving the, the horses to the races today than Danny O'Brien this is a massive day for Danny O'Brien like you've got Graceful girl, you've got uh, call sign Mav is on the fringe, but he's a very interesting horse. He's still an entire. This is a group one. Could he be the pinch hitter that steals this race? Uh, and uh, Atlantis Tycoon, Western Empire, like this is huge for this wave of horses that Danny O'Brien's got from Bob Peters. Oh, it certainly is. It's it's a testament to the way his stable's going, and and Peters has just supported him. He's done done a great job with them. But as we were alluding to earlier, is I'm sure Danny, in the back of his mind, knows how uh, much pressure he's put on these horses and their fitness level where they'll be at at um, on on game day today. He he might have other grand finals ahead of him, but he'll just be measuring pass marks today, won't he? Yeah. yeah, and and I just think that they need to tick those boxes, and I think he'll walk out of here a happy man, whether that's third, fourth, fifth, and where he goes away with two winners. I think that's uh, the today is all about getting him back to the races. Get an idea of where he's got him at fitness, and then the grand finals will come. Although Western Empire, I mean, I, th- I think there's a scenario here where if the track is okay, soft five-ish, and then they're running on out wide. Like, I mean, if if something blows them away here, we're going to be surprised if when Western Empire just thunders down the outside and just knocks them all over. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a very good horse, and it's got a good racing pattern. It's just got to find the right uh, run in transit, uh, clean air when you need when the button needs to be pressed. Mm. Well, he could be. Bob Peters next Arcadia Queen. He's headed towards a, a, a Cox Plate and the wraps from the West are, are absolutely enormous. And Bob Peters did say on WA Radio in the morning, he's not akin to talking up many of his horses, but he said the Western Empire is ready to go first up. Um, not the same confidence for inspiration. A graceful girl today said that it will need the run. Uh, I want to get your thoughts too on, on the other sprinters because it's got the form line through passive aggressive star patrols the favorite in the in the 1100 the mccafe we get to see in the boat test that you know early form this year early part of the winter and then generation who's looked great as well at the jump outs who who have you got on top in that race Dwayne? yeah you got to respect in the boat i've just went back through pedigree and it's like mayor never won a race and just Dean Lester seems to find these horses and get involved with them. They just come out of the woodwork, and uh, that's why he's such a good judge. But 
I think Star Patrol is going to be in the right spot here on the on or near the back of of uh, in the boat, and I think that's going to be the difference with a turn of foot. Shanghai off the back. This I think this Star Patrol is very good. Um, Gallon in defeat before a break, and um, I think this horse probably maps well to get the right run. Um, Generation's got a chance, not an option. Um, can run well uh, first up, so. I think it's the in, a, in the boat and Star Patrol that's their race, but I think Star Patrol just maps with a better run. The Heatherly is the other race. No effort won it last year. Um, is I, it pattern related today? Well, by the time we get to the last, how you think it'll be? Um, it might have evened up a little bit by then. I think no effort, knowing her and riding her, I, I don't think she was ridden for her talent last start you don't launch her early she she is a high cruising speed horse that can sit on the lead but she also has a very good kick in the locker and you can hold her up because they've got to get to you and then she's got another kick and i think they used that kick too early last start and everyone said she didn't run the trip but i I wouldn't uh, dismiss her on that. I'd like to see her again over that trip at some stage. But she's a high cruising speed. you just got to hang on to her and just wait and just use that little bit of acceleration at the 200, not the 400, 500. And, um, yeah, she can run really well. Hey, Dwayne, you've got to prepare for, for your um, television debut. I know there's a, a massive uh, team of makeup artists getting really <laughs> proud of that scone of yours as well. Hey, I'm looking forward to having you on RSN throughout the spring as well. You were invaluable um, uh, throughout the autumn at last year's Spring Carnival with your thoughts. And, and what I did love asking you was who, from your perspective, was the most informed jockeys? At this point in time, who do you think you've been really impressed with and how they're riding? Um, Damien Lane's going exceptionally well. Um, Jamie Carr is, I think today, she doesn't have a lot of kingpin rides, but she's got enough to, to make a mark. And, um, you know, I, I, I think Damien... He's going to be up there throughout the spring. He's going to be well. But the other thing I must need to touch on is Billy Egan, unfortunately, having yep. that fall yesterday and um, on the synthetic. And whoever seems to crash on that doesn't come off very well. Um, but this gives an opportunity for someone else like Blake Shin to step up. He's been handled a good ride. Theo Nugent. Um, those, young, those, those second-tier sort of jockeys have an opportunity when you get suspensions and injuries and they need to grab it with both hands and, and, and change the mentality of the trainers. I was, I was a little bit surprised that there wasn't more um, apprentices claiming in a couple of these races. They're pretty much wait for age sort of standard handicaps. I thought they might have uh, used a few of those apprentices uh, a little bit later in the spring, maybe not, but I thought today they might have had an opportunity. But I think there's, a, there's going to be a little bit of a changing of the guard and there might be like Daniel Moore last year all of a sudden evolving and emerging outside of the pack. Just quickly, you're right about that. I mean, I'm so surprised in the apprentice claim, whether it's a reflection of the apprentices at the moment, I'm not sure, but the, uh, there's not a lot of claims today where I thought they probably would have, especially at this time of year when you want to get that little edge, uh, you know, the, the fourth race and so on. Uh, very surprising uh, uh, that, they had, that there's not, a more, not, not more of them. Yeah, like these horses, are, like I love, I love horses above benchmark running in, you know, a benchmark 84 and, a, and you know, an 86 runner. I, I love them. I think they just... They seem to dominate, you know, 64 Raider race and you're running a 68 Raider, 64s in 58s. They just seem to win, so with with or without the claim. So they, they can carry the weight and win, but I just thought there was a couple of little sneaky opportunities to, to 
get a two or three kilo little kicker against some of these older type of horses. And you talk of opportunity, Tia Nugent, the last, got a great opportunity now on the on the favourite, replacing Billy Egan on Jimmy the Bear. Jimmy the Bear, he's done nothing wrong. He's uh, he's going well, and that that's sort of another race that, uh, you know, their stay is resuming that have got bigger and better targets than this. But, um, you know, you... you it's the whoever can get the momentum early, get a couple of winners on the board, then that rolls into next week, which rolls into the, the spring. So it's, it's good if you can strike early and get your momentum up. Dwayne, enjoy today. Uh, it's going to be great to see you on .com throughout the spring carnival. It's going to be great to have you on RSN throughout the carnival as well. And when you're watching .com today, just have a look at the watch that Dwayne <laughs> It is just magnificent. I've got to give it back. It's only a oh, temporary... No. <laughs> <laughs> so there might be a bit of a tip-off if Dylan jumps on to the RSN through the day and racing.com. They might have to lock horns. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Yes, we got... Uh, I hear Dylan's doing well, and uh, it's going to be an exciting uh, few months coming up. For yeah, he certainly Dylan is. He, the family. he, uh, he had the plate out of his leg a few weeks ago. He had a bit of a scare with the... Um, the he had to get hit with antibiotics to stop the little bit of inflammation and stuff in there. So, um, But he's bounced back off of that, and he's really uh, enjoying what he's about to set off in, in his um, dual licence. Yeah. So starting to get a few horses that are lined up together. He'll be training out of um, Mornington with 16 boxes. So um, I'm, I was surprised, but he's grabbed it with both hands, and, um, yeah, he's looking forward to it. He's, he's got that uh, different sort of idea of the, the triathlete stuff that he was doing and trying to bring something different to the table. It's brilliant. Dwayne Dunn, racing manager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be hard to watch some, some of that. <laughs> holding your tongue. Holding your tongue. <laughs> uh, Dwayne, enjoy today, mate. Best of luck. Good to see you. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dwayne.